everybody. Welcome to the Black Girls with Purpose podcast. I am your guest host, Jessica Ayers, again with you another week while Bree is out taking some much needed uh, time to rest and restore herself. And then she'll be back in the month of July. Uh, today we have our host, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> today we have our guest, Tanya Miller, who is an author, a coach, a speaker, but I would like for her to kind of take some time and introduce herself to us. So, uh, Tanya, let us know a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Hey, Jessica. Hey to the family. How y'all doing? Hopefully it's not been as rough as it is, but you guys are still finding a way to figure it out and hang in it. So, hey, Black Girls, the purpose. Um, I'm Tanya. Talk with Tanya. Tanya J. Miller, LLC. I'm an author, speaker, coach, all that that Jessica said, but mainly what I want you to know is that I help people and organizations to figure out how to fit the puzzle pieces of life together. I do that because I want each and every one of you to be able to do life and leadership unapologetically on purpose. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit uh, about how you got started. How long have you, which came first? I know you said author, speaker, coach, uh, as I'm trying to just navigate my own waters and understanding like how my career path should be set up and praying about it and, and seeing what opportunities I have. I think one of the, the things that we can kind of get stuck on is like, where do I start? I have so many things I want to do and, and be, uh, so how, tell us a little bit how you got started and what came first and you know, how the, how everything kind of came to be. Well, technically, what came first is talking with Tanya, uh, which is my blog. I've had that for over 15 years, um, and it's just a way to basically, you know, provide motivation, inspiration, and encouragement for wherever people are at. And that's literally, like, why I even got the tagline, fitting the puzzle pieces of life together. Like, I, I had it old school back in the day when we had AOL and MSN and all of that hotmail. And so I had oh, a yeah. I had a little puzzle piece on my little head of my email and, you know, all of that. But, you know, that came first. But honestly, what I do and what I've been doing, I've been doing it for years. It's just kind of one of those things to where I started putting it all together and just making it make sense and how it goes together. But speaking, like I've been public speaking since like three or four, writing, I, literally a friend of mine, we both were trying to write a book together back in sixth grade. We're now published authors, but that was something we was trying to do. Um, same thing with coaching. You know, I've been doing it with women, men, young adults, teens, youth, you know, basically since I took over um, our youth department when I was 17, but I was even doing it before then. So um, a lot of times, you know, what you end up finding your purpose is um, it's not far to go get it because it's already something you're usually doing something you take for granted and something that was already in you in the first place you just you just discover how good you are at it and, and how much God got something to do with it basically <laughs> mm -hmm. that is so true I know um so I consider myself a storyteller have always have always will be growing up I was the kid you know the wanted everybody to read my story and I poems and perform around Christmas and, you know, had all these things. And, you know, as time goes on and life happens, you kind of get away from that and you, and you consider it to be, quote unquote, childish things, you know. And then I find myself now as an adult going back and drawing myself back to those things. So was there ever a time where you felt like you kind of, you know, got off track a little bit or you felt like, you know, how did you come about finding your purpose and just, you know, what helped you to kind of be so sure of that if that makes sense um 
you know, so for me, it wasn't that I didn't, I was, I had to find it. It was more or less, I had to um, be, um, not let life keep me from pursuing it. That was more of what it was for me. And so, you know, I talk about in my book, Mind Matters, basically life was trying to stop me from doing it. Like I was hit in every angle and way that you could possibly hit, be hit. I was hit emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, you know, financially, like every one of them, these L-L-Ys, or L-Y, that's what happened. Um, and it was actually consequently back at the last recession in 08. And so, you know, I was just like, okay, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm not going to let this make me stay in my own head. I got to, I got to get out of this. And so, you know, I started doing the work and I started um, doing the work to get me out of where I was, but then I also started back writing and that just kind of put me back in where I was supposed to be. Cause even when I was still like going through as much as I was going through, I promise you, I, I can tell you, it was probably a time when I, said an encouraging word to somebody and I'm like did you take that for yourself too like you're, did, was you listening for you <laughs> or was, you know some kind of way, I, I, I had a dollar and I mean 50 cent and I made a dollar and I helped somebody else so you know it it, it is not shocking <laughs> that I yeah. was still in my goal was still trying to help somebody else but it just kind of got really really difficult and challenging um when it really started hitting real bad got you so what are some things I know we all go through those seasons of life and, you know, especially these days, you kind of touched on it when in your introduction, um, just the state of the world that we're living in um, as black women, as black people, um, and the challenges that we're having to continuously overcome and to rise above. Uh, and that kind of stuff can, can take a toll on not, you know, just your mental and your spiritual, your physical, your financial, all those things. Like you said, all the lees financially, mentally, you know, all those things. Um, how do you keep hope in times like these? What are some things that you draw from and how do you keep yourself, you know, sane? Honestly, you know, there are days where I just like, I literally feel like I am going to just like, I'm going to burst like I, from the emotion or the, whatever it is I know that there's so many other people that are struggling with those same kinds of things um almost to the point where you you feel immobile you know you feel like I you know there's so much that needs to be done you don't know where to start and you don't know what role you need to play in it all so how do you how do you um someone experiencing that what would you do uh to help them to kind of regain focus and hope and, and and to ignite action within them yeah, I mean, one, you know, honestly, and I know this may sound just like strange or crazy, but I would just kind of tell them, you know, and remind them, if you will, you know, do what you can do. Because a lot of times we get overwhelmed because we want to do everything, but the reality is we can't. And so if you if you back that thing up and at least do what you can do, you can find a sense of accomplishment. You can find a sense of work. You can find a sense of being able to add to the cause, being able to see evidence of where your heart is out here in the open for others to get and receive. And so I honestly would start with them and telling them that, like, pull back from thinking that you can do everything and figure out what that one thing is or those few things are that you can do to make the difference and that it can show you just how much you are significant in this process because we're all feeling it, but we also need to know we're doing something. And so sometimes the small things, well, not sometimes, 
generally and always the small things add up to much but when it's so big we can't see it because it seems so tragic and overwhelming and disastrous but we have to get into a place and position where we do something rather than being so overwhelmed that we do nothing that's so true i i totally agree um i think um in times like these it is so so important to I won't say, I think it's, it's important and it's also, um, you know, it's, it's the, the crushing. Uh, I think it's TD Jakes talks about the crushing and from the crushing, like, you know, uh, the pressure of things, it's how diamonds are created from the pressure. And you think about that when it comes to your purpose and all the things that are hitting you from every side, it doesn't matter what angle you look, there's always something there and you start to feel so, uh, bogged down and, and just crushed, honestly, but just knowing, I think helps knowing that on the other side of that is greater, you know, is the purpose, is the thing that you, that you can connect yourself to is the, is the action is the, you know, the change that we're, that we're seeking that I think that that's great that you said that. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, like purpose and passion. You're saying p- putting the puzzle pieces together uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to that, do you have like a, a step-by-step process or things that people can look for, or just almost like a checklist of things that people can do, uh, when they're, when they're considering or trying to figure out their purpose and, um, or ways that they can be, um, useful in times like these? Well, definitely, you know, when they're trying to figure out what's your purpose, you know, a lot of times individuals say, Hey, where can I go? How can I find it? Where do I go look? And I'm like, you look at you, you look at you at the end, you look at you and actually have time with yourself and, and, and start doing some of that inner work. And so a lot of times, um, the purpose I tell people generally most always it's tied or you can, or you can uncover and discover it from, like I said, from what's already in you. You can do that by looking, um, at what you're passionate about. Like start thinking about the things that you enjoy or your passion lies you know and start putting that together and as you start looking at that you know see if it's just something you like and you're passionate about it or um if there's a deeper purpose and call to it to be able to you know it speaks life to who you are and it speaks like to what you'll be doing and where you'll be going and and stuff so a lot of times I would say um I tell people if you you know have a passion you know to be in the writing industry for for example and you you say you know i want to be an author but as you start get going you know you're not necessarily the author but you really the the really thing you like about the writing industry is you like to do you know book covers or you like to do the um you know the layout and and you get excited about that and or you like you get excited about reading other people's stories in the raw form and helping them to put it all together as an editor or copywriter, you know, or you like the whole process and, and you really just want to be a publisher, you know, or you want to be both. You want to write and you want to publish, you know what I'm saying? And so that's where I work with. I tell them and I work with them. And I'm telling whoever's listening now, look at where your passion lies, because wherever your passion lies, that's where your purpose is going to be honed in. Because if you look at passion like fire, it's the ignition, it's the igniter, it's what keeps the purpose of flame going in your life. And so 
that isn't good. You can't, you can't figure out your own passions yourself. I would definitely say go to someone that you like, trust and know, that you respect their opinion and their value that they bring to your life and ask them like, hey, what have I um, always did? And, you know, what, what am I always talking about? You know, what do you think my passion is? And get some feedback from them because, you know, sometimes they see more than you see because you think it, it's not that big of a deal and you're looking for it to be, you know, Instagram worthy, famous or TikTok famous or, you know, overnight success, famous. But reality is we all have a part. We all have a, a position to play and things to do. And there's greatness at every level. We just have to be open and willing to receive and walk in it. And so if that doesn't work, you know, they still like, oh, I'm not sure you're not in agreement. Then definitely the suggestion and what I often do is do some type of assessment, whether it's a spiritual gifts test, whether it's a uh, Enneagram test or a disc assessment, or even just a, a job aptitude test, something to where it starts to speak to the deeper layers of who you are and um, kind of overarching what you are, like character traits or different things like that. And then we can kind of go from the information that you've said, but I, but you didn't believe. And then we kind of can go working <laughs> through that and, and trying to figure out, you know, at least something for you to chew on. Because it's not for me to make you or tell you your purpose. I'm, I'm here to work with you. I don't want to just, oh yeah, this is it. You're supposed to do that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I want to make sure that you're able to synthesize and pull it together just from all of those activities that we had to do or the ones that we did do so that you can see it for yourself. Because a lot of times purpose in me working with you or you figuring it out yourself is you really at really recognizing you for you. Like sometimes people haven't had that moment with themselves to really, you know, get to the core of who they are and why they're here. It, some people it takes you know not long in their teenage years in their 20s some people it takes almost all their life but the one thing I tell anybody is that purpose never grows old and so if you're out there talking about but Tanya I'm 40 ish I don't know no you have time purpose never grows old and so as long as you have breath you have the ability to do to go live your life unapologetically on purpose Oh, I love that. You said a mouthful. With all of that, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to write down the notes. So I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. This is good. I, I love every bit of what you said. A couple of things that stood out to me. Um, you said there's greatness at every level. I yeah. absolutely love that. And I also love that you that you stress that everything is not for the gram. Everybody thinks that your passion needs to be something that is you know, Instagram worthy and that you it's going to get you millions of followers. And that, that to me is coming at it from the wrong perspective. And that will get, that will lend you somewhere living somebody else's dream. You know, everybody is not meant to be at, at every level. Does it? And for me, levels is not one better than the other. It's just, it's just different. You're in a different space, you're in a different realm. And so it's important to, to, to ensure that you're following the Lord, honestly, let's just be real. Let's uh, following what's within you, rather than uh, rather than what's outside of you, because so many people are chasing dreams that were given to other people and trying to place themselves in these spaces. And even though it may have been met for them, they're trying to follow these like cookie cutter paths to success. There's so many, you know, one size fits all, or let me tell you the the step by step process of you know how to become a millionaire or how to become the, you know, whatever it is, insert, you know, industry. And people are falling for that thinking that, you know, okay, once I do these three, whatever, or once I read this, whatever, I'm going to 
know exactly what it is. I'm going to tap into whatever they have. And I think it's my leak. And she says something about like, I can give you the game plan and all those things, but I am like the, what the, like the, the, um, I'm saying secret sauce. I'm mixing everybody's quotes up together. I think that's Transformation Church. They say that prayers are secret sauce, but that, you know what I mean? It's like she is the, the, the deciding thing. And that's so true. I think there's room for everybody to play and you can do, you know, if I want to be an author, just like you're an author, we can, but it's not for me to follow exactly in your footsteps. So it's important for you, like you said, to do the work for yourself, to understand where you fit in because, your purpose makes room for you at whatever level that you're in. And then more importantly, there's only God has assigned people to you specifically. And if you're trying to fit in someone else's bubble, exactly, you're missing out on the people that God has entrusted to you to change their lives. And I think our purpose is tied to so many other people's destinies and, and, you know, things like that, that if we're not doing the work to truly fit in where we're supposed to, we're doing others in our communities and the world a disservice. So I love that you said that, like, this is not for me to tell you who who you are and what you're supposed to do. Uh, these are some steps that, you know, guides to kind of guide you there, but it's up for you to kind of make that decision and, and to understand. Um, one of the other things you touched on, um, you said something, oh, backing up, backing up. So we're talking about living on purpose and, um, oh, it slipped my mind. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> um, so one of the things, you know, I think you you speak so um, confidently, and I love that. And and to me, that's always an indicator of someone who is walking in their purpose because there's no timidness. There's no, well, I don't know, you know, who I am, and I could maybe be. When you know, you know, and there's 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 an assertiveness that you speak with that I love. Uh, but I know it had to have not always been that way. Everybody goes through something that kind of like you said, there's some seasons that you've been through that have kind of taken a toll on you. So what were some of your greatest challenges or can you list like or talk about a little uh, um, something that you've had to overcome and how you worked your way through that to get yourself to where you are now? Yeah, so, you know, for me, it was, you know, it's, I, I will be honest, I learned, I guess I was, I, we call it a holy boldness. <laughs> I learned it at an early age because I actually am a pastor's kid. So that's probably part of what you pick up. But, you know, like I said, life happens and it tries to destroy you and tries to take you out and down. And so um, when I was going through the worst of it was, like I said, in um, that 2008-ish, between 2008-2010 timeframe, um, literally, and it's actually what my project Mind Matters is about it's not autobiography but it's me literally giving you the resources and tools and tips that I had to remember myself you know because sometimes you know as a speaker as a coach as a podcaster as you're talking you're you really are talking to yourself from the stuff that you already know it's just Mm -hmm. like that in a way and it stops you from living and doing it and so for me um you know we had been between my husband and I we've been laid off six times in seven years um or laid off or had bouts of unemployment six times in seven years the family they um they were basically um realtors so 08 was about the real estate crisis and market crash and all were they realtors but they were also um 
a newly affirmed and started real estate company. So yeah, so we were hit really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was also newly married and I moved across the country to be uh, with my husband. So all my family was in Texas. <laughs> and so that was difficult and that was challenging. Um, we were broke. You know, I don't have no shade in saying it. We was broke. We was broken and broke child some days. Like, <sighs> We've been there. Trust me. Yeah, trust yeah. Yeah. So all of that was happening. I was dealing actually, it's crazy that it's coming up now with everything, but I was actually dealing with racism on two of my jobs, Um, you know, kind of that where they think that they're better than you and they can talk to you as such and, you know, demean you and all those different things like that because they think they're a higher power. Okay, I only know one, but okay. I only know one, but I got you. So that was happening. Um, And then, you know, I actually was really sick as well. Um, I only knew at the time about one of the chronic illnesses that I had, but there were actually more going on. I just didn't know about them until um, later on. And so um, that was extremely challenging to, you know, still have to go to work because you're the person employed now and your spouse is the person that's unemployed. And so listen, you you may be in pain. You may not feel well. You may can't even see straight, but you got to go into this job or y'all going to be on the street. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it was all of that. You know, it was just being transparent. It was the, you know, hearing all your friends are pregnant and everybody's trying to figure out when you when you're getting pregnant and when y'all having a baby not to not to realize that they have no clue that you were told you you probably can't or you may not because of the chronic illness you got and so y'all in my face I'm the woman have a baby and I'm about to slap y'all and go off and go in because I don't feel good and I'm in pain and I done lost my job and I ain't got nobody I feel like a country song or a blues song but that was like I'll, it was just like a cycle over and over again and um I had to just real I had to literally get to that point you know where I'm like am I going am I going to just keep allowing life to do me in I'm a fighter like I like I, I was like and and that was the thing it wasn't like I didn't try and shake it I'm like I'm good I'm good and then here come one more thing it's like okay I, I literally felt like I was Job y'all like seriously mm-hmm. if you if y'all Bob readers y'all know what I'm I feel like I was Job I was like listen don't come for me no more I ain't got no more left yes you do <laughs> let me come take that from you I'm like God and so I can definitely understand number one the financial crisis right now that's going on or, or that could be happening. You know, where you've been furloughed or laid off or hours cut or you're on disaster pay. Fam, I, I got, I know it all. I know it all. All of that. Um, I know and understand, you know, illnesses and that some unfortunately are to death. Very much familiar with that. I know about wanting to be close and by your family, but you can't. And some pass away and you can't even go to the funeral. I know about that too, y'all. I'm, I'm very familiar, you know, and then I know about even if you're battling your own, you know, stuff and trying to still be everything to everybody else not realizing that you listen you need a moment and they, and they they just worried about them I know about that too y'all so understand that I'm telling you I know about it but I'm telling you that I know that you can also get over it you can get past it and you can get through it because the one thing that the way life happens and I'm just real the way enemy does you is that he tries to isolate you and make you think you're by yourself and so I'm being very vocal and transparent to tell you what I've been through so that you'll know that you're not in it by yourself or you're not the only one that it has happened to and so that you'll know that you don't have to lose you can stay and you can win you just have to keep listen keep your head above water keep 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 being 
available to God, keeping, um, you know, keep having that quiet time, not the isolation, but the quiet time and, and sit in the stillness of what may need to be said or done so that you can have time not just to ask for what you need, but get what he wants to get to you and what he needs from you. Um, you know, just in addition to that, just know um, that there's another side to this. You know, we never, you know, in the middle of what all we were dealing with, it felt like it was going to go on forever. So I'm telling you, I, I recognize that as well. You you wondering, are we going to be back in the house because the numbers are spiking? You're wondering, you know, how am I going to get a job when one in 10 people ain't, is laid off right now or actually more are not working? But the thing I know and I can tell you is that even when I look back and we had all of those losses, I can tell you we still had a way that he showed up and won every time for us. Like I can tell you when people would literally, you know, I had I had um one where I worked, I had to call her my granny. And so my granny, I tell y'all that because she white, okay? And um she would literally I know she was lying, y'all. She would bring, I just overcooked and I didn't, I don't know why. I did, I just used to cook the food. And she'd have brought a whole week for, worth of food for me and my husband. I said, You, look at you, is not, stop lying. I just come on and come and tell the truth. But I'm just telling you guys that just know that that, that is just those type of things that are going to happen and you're going to see it. You just have to know that there's another side to this and that even in your, when you're in it, I promise you, you are still being kept by the greatest people of all time. I love that. And and I, I agree. You know what? It's something about grannies. I, I am actually currently living with my grandparents. Uh, again, like you said, financial reasons. You got to do what you got to do. And when I tell you, they there's a way that they take care of you like no one else. And I, I'm grateful to say that, I you know, that my grandparents are still here. Um, but I think the underlying thing there for me is community. And it may not always look like family. Like you said, um, I lived away from my family for about 10 years. And um, I just recently moved back home, like in the last month. And that's been a an interesting transition, but being away from them, I had to build my own network. Tell me a little bit about your community. I know one of our core values at Black Girls with Purpose is community. And so how are you staying connected uh, and, and building and how did you build a network of people or did you build a network of people um, during those times and, and just and now? Well, so I answered the question about back then. So yeah, I definitely did because I literally I said I come from a huge family, both immediate and um, extended. Um, and so I was used like we I'm used to getting together, going to see each other, just, you know, whatever, or seeing each other at church or whatever. And so um, I was like, OK, girl, what you going to do? Are you going <laughs> to sit here and stay lonely or are you going to make friends and make your friends your family? And so the beautiful thing about it was a particular part of the country I moved to and we lived in it was very transient anyway because of school military and government and mm -hmm. so they were actually people that were coming there were also actually looking for that same thing because they're always used to having to get new orders and go places or get reassigned or vice versa so it really was a blessing and it worked out very well and so I literally um child I made I made family that my husband was like what how are you counting all these people this? I made <laughs> sisters and brothers. 
I made some little sisters and little cousins. I done made a mama and daddy. I done made a granny. I done made aunties and uncles. And he was like, girl, I'm like, I don't know how you been doing this. I said, because I'm not used to this. I need some folks that, that got me. Okay. And right. so that is of it was that they did have me and they were able to see and speak to areas and just be there you know even if I didn't ask they showed up they were there and so like yeah every, pretty much everybody I'm still posting to this day as well and the crazy part none of us only probably a few still live there like I said because they got new orders or they moved or got reassigned and so you know, they're still in my life. You know, if one of them come through Texas, they like, hey, you want to get together? I'll be in layover for two hours. I'll be like, let me see. But I'm a child. <laughs> Even on, if all I get to do is see your face, I'm going to see your face and say, go on and go back over there to the other side. So TSA don't come for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but so community was big for me because it's always been a part of my life, you know. Not just community, but village. It's always been a part of it. And so I had to make that decision to do it because I know some people that actually were there that they were still trying to only talk and be cool and around they people from where they was from. I say you gonna you gonna uh have a whole problem mm-hmm. when you ain't got nobody here that you can count on and lean on because you haven't opened yourself up. And so, you know, I give that same advice to anybody now. Like you have to open yourself up because we need each other. We need community. We cannot do this thing called life by ourselves. Even if we try, we won't, we won't succeed. We won't excel. So I'm definitely encouraging anybody that is in the middle of where they're at because literally, yeah, we're in the, I'm, we're in this thing. I ain't even say we're in the tail end because I don't know about that. But even <laughs> if you're alone, you know, still make a, a point to be sociable you know because I tell people I didn't agree with the so with the social distance and I was like no nah, we don't need to be social distancing we need to be we need to be um physically distancing but not socially no nah, we, we need to be as social as possible so don't nobody lose their mind or, or, or do nothing crazy during this time no no social is not the right word physical is the right word right so just, just be um very much uh aware and present that you need others because you know the song goes we need each other to survive it's not just a song it's a real life thing I love that um so tell me a little bit about so a lot of the things you do uh for a living so are you doing all these things full-time are you full-time like coaching and speaking or is this like a side hustle for you or tell me a little bit more about that it's a um part it's a business that I work after my my regular job in that I work on the weekends with hope to eventually someday um, have it built up to where it's my main thing and the other job, other businesses and things that my and my husband want to do that we're just being able to produce and live and build legacy. So it's, it's being built up for that gotcha. point today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and I, I love that as well. Um, you know, everybody thinks that if I can't do it full time, I don't need to do it. Or, you know, there's the, everybody's the, the whole don't despise small beginnings thing is just it's so important to know that you got to start somewhere like, you know, everybody can't just quit their job. You know, there are those of us maybe, you know, blessed enough to do that. The majority of us need to, you know, be able to continue to put food on the table or whatever until we can make it, you know, if that ever 
becomes the thing because, you know, quitting your job and becoming, you know, a, an entrepreneur or a freelancer is not always the goal. And I think that's also important to note when it comes to your passion. People always think that your passion is what, you know, has to pay the bills. And if it doesn't pay the bills, then it ain't worth it. And and oftentimes I I see people you know, consider giving up on these things because of that, or they feel like that, like the lack of income and resources. And when doing this, if it, if it's minimal, that is an indicator that you're in going in the wrong direction. So I I uh, definitely think it's important to note that you know these your passion again will make room for you and also can has the potential to provide for you in a in a very full way. But it doesn't always mean that this is going to be your full-time job or whatever um, that looks like that, you know, there's different callings in your life for different seasons. So um, yeah, I wanted to say that. So you talk a little bit, you've talked a lot of it actually uh, about your faith. And that's another big thing for us here. Backwards with Purpose is, um, of, is our faith and our faith in God. And tell me a little bit about how your faith has helped you to, uh, you know, place a like into your day, your day-to-day with your business and, and how you make those decisions and just a day-to-day role in your life? Um, well, you know, I'm definitely a believer. And so, you know, even if I don't necessarily say I'm a Christian business or I'm this or that or, you know, whatever, I know that at the core, those values are going to show up, that integrity, that character is going to be what it is. And so I don't feel the need that I would have to say it because who I am is going to be who you get every time. And so that's a part of the layer of um, who I am and what I, what I do. And so um, it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy that um, as a pastor's kid, everybody automatically assumed that I would have go in the route with my dad. And I was like, you know, I had a real conversation with somebody. I was like, um, when I somebody, my late, my sister, my late sister, we talked about it. And I told her, I said, girl, you was the preacher. You was the preacher, baby. You was that. You got that hoop. Just like your daddy. This is, you get to go in. That's you, child. That's you. I was like, but I, I know that my assignment is not just for the house, but it's just, it's for kingdom. And so, you know, I, I know that I'm for that person that they, they may never go into a church ever, like ever. They just may never go, but they, watch my talk with Kenya and they get something out of what I said and I'm able to plant a seed you know or I may you know work with somebody and you know they may do eventually start going they hear me talking about something enough that they start going and they get connected that's me watering you know everybody has their part in their plan and so for me I just know that that it's my my responsibility and my goal in life is literally like what I say, wherever you're at, help you figure it out, help you do like, I'm, I just want to be in that place to get you to see that there's more in you and that there's somebody even greater in you. And if you tap into those things, you will leave, live and lead the most successful life that he called you to. And so that's where I am when it comes to that, you know, definitely love them. I go up there with my dad if he called me like this. He'll call me in a minute. Come here, girl. Come pray. I'll be like, okay, sir. All right. I, I wasn't trying to do this today. I know you got to worry for us. So, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm warning you. You might catch me praying. I'm going to talk with you. So, I'm just like, because you're going to get all of me. I'm not going to, you know, not be, oh, well, I'm worried about the, my customers. No, listen, you're going to get all of me, you know. And that's why I would say, like, I like 
And I love the examples of people that, you know, people ask me sometimes, like, who, do you, who would you say you, you're, you would want to um, have levels of your business? Like, and I was like, I, I said, I, I want the, 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 the girt and the grit of E.T., the hip hop preacher, the mm-hmm. finesse and boldness of Ayanna Van Zandt, but the leadership and style of Dr. Miles Monroe. And so wow. I, you, you, you get that, you get me. And that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a, that is some heavy hitters right there. I love it. I love it. Um, so who, I guess that, that actually answers my next question to some of your influences <laughs> or people that, you know, that, that you draw from. I love that. Is there anything else that you'd like to share or say you feel like is on your heart to share with our audience? Um, you know, I definitely would say, um, just with everything's going on and how it's all hitting you, you know, just know that, um, it's okay to feel your feelings. A lot of times you're rushed out of them. And a lot of times you're told that that's not okay, or you need to get over it, or, you know, it's not that big a deal, but those are people that are saying that it's not happening to you're, it's happening to you. You're in the moment. You're in it, and you, and you know how it's affecting you. And so, I would definitely tell you to feel your feelings and and go through whatever that process is. But it, but when it gets too much, you know, go seek and get assistance so that you don't allow it to overtake you and cancel out any assignment, anything that's related to your purpose. So make sure if it's really, really, really hard and tough. You know, go to therapy, you know, get 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 a counselor. There's amazing resources out there that some of them are even offering free sessions um, like the EAP or just um, I think Taraji P. Henson, her foundation was even offering a free sessions that you could um, call in based upon the providers that were partnering. Um, then there's also EAP. If you have EAP, those uh, employee assistance program, those are free sessions. Usually they've been three to seven, but because of COVID, they increased those numbers. There's also places like intherooms.com that are support groups and systems. And child, it's always prayer and prayer meeting and Bible study and, and small groups and connect groups. So get in where you fit in so that you don't let that take you out with the grief, with the with the struggle, with the with the pain, with the hurt. Like I said at the very beginning, it's very easy to get extremely overwhelmed with what you, what we see and how we feel. But what you can do is only what you can do. So find that peace that you can do, you can maintain, you can sustain, and that you can manage it and know that you have a sense of worth that you made, that you did your part. And if the opportunity comes again that you can do your part again, you can do something bigger. You keep doing that, but don't 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 beat yourself up for not being able to do everything, being at every protest, being you know it's 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 also a whole pandemic still going on, y'all. So we still got to use wisdom. So you know, just be mindful of that, and um and just know that um you know I said I don't even know why, but yesterday I just had a um a great desire um to just kind of speak on some things and i don't even know how that came up but um you know it's just like um we just have to be mindful that um we don't bring about um anything um that i'm sorry that we don't not hear what he's trying to say to each and every one of us in this time because Mm -hmm. he's still speaking he's just waiting on us to listen and so, um, yeah, I, and I felt that real heavy. And I actually, um, hell, I don't know if I did a prayer, if I did an exhortation. I don't know, but I did it on my IGTV. I don't know what I did. He just, he had his way. So 
feel free to go check it out. But yeah, just just know that like um, he's still speaking, but he's just waiting us to for us to listen long enough to um, let him get what we need, what he needs to get to us and from us, um, even in this trying time right now. And then just lastly, I would say, because we are girls of purpose, right? So I want to leave you with a quote. Um, if you haven't heard it, um, ladies, by Dr. Miles Monroe, and it says, the goal of life is to die empty, to go to the graveyard and disappoint the cemetery. So whether we find COVID-19 or we fight in race relations or we fight in stuff on our job or we're just fighting life, know that regardless of it, you have a whole purpose and you are to leave it here and not take it with you there. If we came as dirt, we go back as dirt. But in the middle, he put something great in us and it's called purpose. And so I would hope you would want to get all of your purpose out and leave it here so that the legacy will sustain and remain in the earth and that it not go with you back to the dirt. So thank you so much, Jessica. I definitely appreciate the opportunity to connect with you while the lovely host breathes on her time of sabbatical to get what she needs, a time of refreshing, a time of healing and restoring, and then a time of just probably coming back with a new vision or a, a renewed vision for what um, is for the organization, for the for the podcast, and probably some new things that are to come to pass. So I thank you for coming in and, and taking us on this summer, the first part of it, and jump in Why I definitely pray that, you know, whatever you... You know, as they, the old folks say, whatever you stand in need of, that you definitely have not just only um, received it, but you got a double portion. So thank you. And just, you know, you keep doing your purpose too. And that, and, and telling us all the same thing as well. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tanya. And th- I, j- listen, first off, we're going to hire you to work for Black Girls with Purpose uh, to step in on some of these podcasts because you are phenomenal guests. I appreciate you so much. The wisdom that you share with us, your heart, the transparency. Um, I know that this has touched someone and, and they needed it. And if this, if the someone is me, I know that that was me because I have all the notes. So I appreciate you <laughs> taking the time uh, to sit with us this evening. So tell me before we go, uh, how can um, our audience connect with you, uh, reach out to you, any resources that you have that you want to share? We'll also be sure to plug that stuff in the show notes, but I want to see, you know, if you could share a little bit of that for us. Absolutely. So as I mentioned, I'm on social media, that's Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter under Talking with Tanya. And like I said, that's where you see me every day, providing that motivation, inspiration, encouragement for wherever you at, whatever you got going on, you probably get a little something when you listen and check in. Then on my website, TanyaJMiller.com, there'll be information on coaching, speaking, strategy sessions. Um, as you mentioned at the beginning, I have online classes on life and leadership at school.tanyajmiller.com. So feel free to check those out. They're basically what you can kind of go and do at your own pace, but you still will hear me in some of the courses. You still will maybe see me in some of the courses, but it'll definitely hit you again right where you are. So you can do life and leadership unapologetically on purpose. I think there's actually two courses that are actually free. So I'm just saying free is nice. Free is nice. Oh, free. <laughs> And then shop.tanyajmiller.com is where you'll be able to get the books I've written and the journals. I've actually written six with two more coming. Um, So uh, shop.tanyajmiller.com. I also have what I call message merch, merch with a purpose. So you can find message apparel, um, buttons, stickers, flashcards. Once again, something that will help you 
to keep figuring out how to fit it together. And then the books are also still on Amazon in print, digital, and audio. And then the journals are in print. And if you connect with me at bit.ly, all caps, join fam, you get 20% off your first order at shop.tanyajmiller.com. And just last but not least, y'all, I got a mixtape, but I'm not a rapper, but it is just me doing talk with Tanya over pretty dope beats. So feel free to download or stream on all digital outlets. Talking with Tanya, the mixtape volume one. And thank you again. I appreciate it. And hopefully y'all let me and Jessica and Bree know what y'all think about this episode by giving us likes, comments, tags, and shares, you know, subscribing, give all a rate, give a review, all of that, y'all. Don't leave us hanging because it's more, more, more ladies that got to yes, get Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Tanya. You are, you, this has been phenomenal. I appreciate you so much. Uh, y'all, again, be sure to support her. We will drop all this information in the show notes and we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye, guys. Okay. Thank you. This is good. I just I'm trying to figure out how to stop this recording because oh, oh here we go.